This is the Every Effort Podcast. We are so blessed, a little stressed, and making every effort to figure out the rest. We are a couple of young adults trying to ask other people about their lives and experiences so we can learn from them, but also just to hear something interesting. So I'm with Matt, my husband, I'm Joss, and you're listening to part two of last week's episode. And you might want to ask me about my idea about God's concept of waste. You may want to ask me about that. Yeah, I mean, that that sounds too tempting to resist. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. (laughs) Well, here's something I found in 25 years of sitting with people who are figuring out what do I want to do and what's the fastest, least expensive way to get there. And this is even for people who are not believers, people who are not Christians, people who have an, uh, an atheistic view of the world. What I have found is that in God's economy for every one of us, nothing is ever wasted. And if I'm sitting with a student and let's say they're not a believer and they're trying to figure out what should I be doing, I want to shift and get away from what I've been doing. If we start considering some kind of career that just wastes everything they've already studied, it just takes what they've already studied and just flushes it down the toilet like it never mattered, like it never happened. I always know, and this has been 25 years, that's not the right answer. Because in God's economy, nothing is ever wasted. And so there's going to be something I can direct this person to that actually makes use of some or all of the education that they had that didn't didn't seem to be helping. (laughs) But we're able to fold that into a new career goal where that is useful and it does go in the right direction. It kind of falls in that category of God doesn't make mistakes. He he, he, even if you're not a believer and you kind of go off on this track that seems like it's not helpful, all of that can be redeemed. All of that can be uh, used for good on a new path. Yeah. In God's economy, nothing's wasted. Yeah, I love, I love that phrase, God's economy. I think, I don't think we ever think about what we do and the decisions we make in that sense. But that's, I, I love how you phrase that. Actually, one of my following questions was, was going to be, you know, what if someone gets to that goal and it's just not what they expected it to be? How do you direct people from there? We probably have thousands of people listening right now who are saying, I set a goal and I got there. It was not what I expected. I'm not loving it. I am feeling like I want to start over. It is just very common in the world today, partly because guidance counselors and teachers and parents just said, take random college classes to see what you're interested in. If you like your economics class, maybe you should be an economist. And that's gotten millions of people into jobs they are ill-suited to and eventually hate. That's why I don't ever recommend that. I recommend we make decisions based on data, not based on guessing. And for those listening, we are going to get back to those two remaining career assessments. I'm going to throw in another one for free. Um, But for people who end up there, you're not stuck. You can make a change. And I recommend that people make a change based on assessment data, not based on guessing. Because if you ended up in in, in a dead end... I don't want you to put in a whole bunch of time, effort, and money and end up in another dead end. 
I want to just help you to identify a career destination that makes perfect sense for how you're wired, what you're good at, what you love, what you're interested in, what your personality type is. And then we just figure out how to use what you've had in your life so far. Use that to get you like an arrow straight towards a bullseye, not one wasted dollar, not one wasted class. In 25 years, I've been helping people navigate this over and over and never yet have I ever failed to help people identify something that really, really makes perfect sense based on who they are. And then we use everything they've earned and learned and everything that every class they've taken, we use as much of that as possible in service of this new goal. Okay. Do you get pretty specific on some of those goals? Like if someone wants to be scientists, like you, like what kind of scientist or if someone wants to be a manager, what kind of manager? Exactly. And we're going to talk about those two remaining career assessments, but we do get really specific. Like if somebody comes to me for help applying to a PhD program, we never would say in that application, I want to be a researcher. Oh no, we would say I'm in structural biology and I fold proteins and then we make new elements out of folded, pro- we make new stuff out of folded proteins. And, and it's very, very detailed and specific. And even when somebody's just applying to uh, kind of medical school, my first question for them is, what kind of a doctor do you want to be? Are you thinking like surgery or family practice? And let's organize this whole application around what really, really makes perfect sense. What makes perfect sense based on your gifting and your personality type and your interests and what makes perfect sense based on the story of your life so far. So there are some students who will choose, I think I wanna be an orthopedic surgeon because I had a sports injury and it just devastated my life when I couldn't play baseball anymore and my orthopedic surgeon was just so wonderful. That's a story people can get behind. Or I had a client one time who was had a juvenile onset diabetes and he didn't eat correctly. And so sometimes he would have these seizures where he, I think they're called seizures and his, his, uh, he would throw his shoulder out of joint, which is incredibly painful. And then he's a kid and he's having to put his shoulder back in the socket. And he said, I, my endocrinologist literally saved my life. And now I want to be an endocrinologist for kids who are in the same position as I was in, or people will do my grandma died of breast cancer. And now I want to do cancer research or I want to, uh, I want to be a radiologic technician. So I'm administering radiation, but I'm very compassionate while I do it. So we take your life experience and especially your heartbreak. That is often an additional driving factor towards a really, really satisfying career that you care about. Wow. Yeah. I love the way you're, you're tying that together. I feel like it closes kind of a loop I've been thinking about lately. Uh, One of my favorite verses is Romans 8.28, which says, and we know in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And so for me, it's such a cool thought to think, wow, I really can't go wrong, right? Like even a mistake that I think I'm making, God can use it for good. And it's almost like I, I can't lose here, right? And those pieces will come together. And I think what you're talking about is kind of like finding that through line between your experiences or your hurts and where you want to go. Um, and it, it came together for me recently when I was at um, recruiting event for uh, a firm I'm working at. 
and we were talking to people who wanted to be data analysts. And there were so many people who said, I love working with data. And I said, okay, that, that's great. I'm, I'm glad to know that. But there were people who, like you said earlier, have the words to really describe that and know themselves well enough to understand I'm a problem solver. And I love being able to give people the reasons to, pro to solve the problem or to equip them to solve the problem. And I think knowing those little things about yourself, just set yourself up because I, you know, even if Jocelyn and I are both data analysts, we're not the same in the way we approach careers or the way that we find passion or purpose through those. And so I think that's such a cool thought of what you have of that perfect bullseye where it's not just a general role, but there's a very specific purpose behind what you're shooting for. Right. And after we finish talking about these three career assessments, then I'm going to talk about a book that uh, that I recommend kind of pulls it all together. It's not the book that I wrote. It's a it's another resource that anybody can get for free at the library. And remind me, we're going to talk about that book. It's called Do What You Are. Be sure that you bring that up before we get finished here today. So you're so right about you. You can go down a path and then it doesn't seem like that's helping or going in a good direction. Oh, don't get discouraged. Let's just, I let's use data to identify a goal and then we'll make everything fit in that direction. And speaking of life stories, especially heartbreaking stories, I went and spoke once at a charter school that was in a very, very low income community. And these were high school students. And I'm talking about the power of your story, especially if you're writing a scholarship application. And I, normally what I talk about and what my book launch, how to get your kids through college debt free and into jobs they love afterward, this is all about non-scholarship strategies. But people do get me in a room, they invite me to speak, they ask me to talk about scholarships. So I'm talking about writing an application where you start with a story and maybe it's even your most heartbreaking story. And then you connect it to a career goal. And I tell the students, I mean, they're only 14 years old. And they're, I, I said, you connect it to some kind of career goal that makes sense based on that heartbreak. Like my dad was an alcoholic and now I want to help people with drug and alcohol addiction. Or my my cousin was killed in a car accident. Now I want to engineer intersections so they're safer for cars and people. And it's just, it, it just makes so much sense. And a lady who was in the admissions, or she's uh, in the counselor's office at that school, she stood up at the end and she said, a lot of our kids here at our school think that their story disqualifies them from being able to pursue good things. But what you're telling us is that their story is the key that opens every door. I said, yes, that's exactly it. And this was not a Christian environment, but doesn't that just sound like the cross of Christ, where everything that seemed like it was going to sink you is now used as a stepping stone to get you to a place where you can help hundreds of other people. There, there's a scripture that says we comfort others with the comfort wherewith we are comforted. Right. You know, if you've been through heartbreak, like you had an alcoholic dad, it doesn't mean you have to be a, a drug and alcohol counselor. It, you don't have to do that. But sometimes if someone reflects back to you, hey, would this touch your heart? Would you like to do this? Sometimes people's response is, yes, I I, I think I really would. 
And I would, if I were in the, in the, in the room with that person, I would say, let's watch for the big yes to come out of you. Yes. I would love that. As opposed to, I feel kind of uncomfortable with that. When I see discomfort, I know that's not the answer. I, I really would love to hear like why, why you do what you do now. What were you doing before? Do you have a story? Well, how about if we do this? I'll just quickly say the other time to career assessments and that little extra one I'm going to just throw in for free. That's fun to do this week. Uh, so I'll just say the remaining two are the strong interest inventory. The Myers-Briggs type indicator and the strong interest inventory are made by the same publisher. And then the third one is the Clifton Strengths Assessment. It was formerly called Strengths Finder 2.0. And I'll talk more about that. I'll also talk about that fun one that we're throwing in for free. Now, I heard you, Jocelyn, ask me about how I got into this. And really, my story is I could identify right away in high school that I was very good. I really cared about developing people. And indeed, when I took the Clifton Strengths Assessment, which is now or formerly called Strengths Finder 2.0, I had developer in my top 10. It's like in my top 10 strengths based on Gallup research. This means I love to take people from where they are right now and develop them to be the very best they can be. And then combine that with I just love to stand on a stage and talk to people. So I was in the speech department in high school and college. I was in high school theater where I stood on a stage and talked to people. And so as I I naturally good at that, naturally energized by it. And as I went through college and in the early part of my career, I, I happened to get a job working for Kaplan, which still exists. This is the place where you come to get ready for the MCAT for medical school, the LSAT for law school. And so I was teaching all those classes and my students started asking me to look at their statements, their personal statements they were writing to get into medical school or law school or graduate school. And in the beginning, I didn't know what to say, but my saving grace was I did teach the LSAT class for the, for law school, the law school admissions test. 50% of that test is logical reasoning and strengthening and weakening arguments. So I applied those principles to my students' personal statements and bam, they started getting in to law school, medical school, graduate school at like uh, amazing high, high rates of acceptance and why? It's because I made sure that everything they were saying made sense. It was convincing. It was logically completely tied together. And my husband said, why don't you just quit what you're doing and go open your own little office and help people with their application? So I've been doing that for 25 years. And then that led to, well, I cared so much about these people. I had to ask them about their debt because I cannot in good conscience steer a person toward medical school if in the end because of their poor decisions in undergrad they're going to end up with four hundred and eighty five thousand dollars in debt i couldn't do that you know i I couldn't even i i couldn't sit in my chair and not think through that Mm -hmm. end result i i can only guide people to good goals. And I don't want my clients to come out and they have to work in the emergency room during the day and deliver pizzas at night just to make ends meet. 
I don't want to do that. So that's how I started getting into the debt discussion. And when I did that, my brilliant strategic clients, because I had a lot of really, really smart kids coming through my office through the years, they started giving me their ideas for getting through college debt-free without scholarships, without saving money in advance, without applying for financial aid for the government. Other easier, low-hanging fruit strategies. And those are the strategies that I packed into launch, how to get your kids through college debt-free and into jobs they love afterwards. So I know, Jeannie, that you mentioned some of those career assessments earlier, and you walked us through the Myers-Briggs and mentioned a few others, but we'd love to hear a little bit more about those specific assessments that can help people know themselves better and identify the right job for them. Yeah. So last time we were together, we ta- I talked about the Myers-Briggs type indicator and how I really want people to pay, take the real gold standard one, not a free one that you find on Facebook, which would be a bootleg or a fake one. You can tell you're taking the real one because it has to be administered by a certified professional. And that tells you a lot of things about your personality type, about how you get energy and solve problems and how you view the world and how fast or carefully and deliberatively you make decisions. That's one. And then the second career assessment that I really I want for everybody ages 15 and up is the strong interest inventory. It's made by the same publisher as the Myers-Briggs type indicator. And you can even get a report that tells you about your Myers-Briggs personality type intersected with your strong interest inventory results. And here's how strong interest inventory works. They ask you questions like, how would you feel about arranging flowers? And then you answer that on a scale of one to five. And uh, the three is, I, I don't really know. I'm just completely neutral. One is not at all. Two is, okay, a little better than one. Five is, oh, I would absolutely love that. I would be in my element. And they ask you all kinds of questions like, would you, how would you feel about counting money? How would you like to fix something that's electronic and you're by yourself fixing that? How would you like to teach a, a, a stand up and talk in front of a lot of people? And then they are they generate these beautiful reports that are in graph form. So they're able to tell people, here's where your natural interests lie. And if you can imagine the world of work is like a great big, um, it, it's like a big pizza. And the, the strong interest inventory can tell you, hey, you know, you might as well not look at the entire pizza because nobody's good at and interested in everything. But look at this little slice because data shows that you keep coming back to being interested in this little slice over and over again. And people who see this result, they go, yeah, <laughs> that's me. That's me from way back. And if you know where your slice is, you can save a lot of time and energy because you don't have to complete, you don't have to consider the whole pie. I mean, you can, no one's gonna stop you. But it's wonderful for people to say, I can focus. And I think I might even do some job shadowing and some volunteering in this area where the data is showing that I'm naturally interested. That's probably going to be the place where I'm going to want to be working for the rest of my life. So that's the strong interest inventory. And in a minute, I'll talk about where to find these. And then the, the 
third career assessment I recommend is the Clifton Strengths Assessment, which is formerly Strengths Finder 2.0. This is so inexpensive. You just go on Amazon, you find a book called Clifton Strengths Assessment, and in the back of the book, there's a little envelope. You rip it open, and you go online, and you put in a code, and you can take the assessment right there, five minutes after the book arrives at your house, and then it tells you, here are your top five strengths based on Gallup research. And every chapter in the little book is a fast, easy-to-read chapter describing a different strength. So when I did this and it told me my number one strength is strategic and I had never even heard of that before, I went and looked up the, the chapter on strategic and read all about it. <laughs> it's funny, my response was, what? I thought everybody was like this. <laughs> it comes so naturally to me. I didn't even know that it was actually a talent. And uh, wow, this is so exciting to do. Anyone who ever has kids who are ages 15 and up, it is such a wonderful way for to understand your student better. And if you're in your 30s or 40s and you take this and you show it to your parents, they'll be like, yes, this explains so much. I saw this in you from the time that you were little. And as Christians, it gives us this sense of, look how God made me. I, I am made with these strengths that just are so interesting when you see how they're woven together and how exciting to have words around them. And one thing about the Clifton Strengths Assessment, formerly called Strengths Finder 2.0, one thing a lot of people don't know is that you can go on strengthscenter.com. You pay a little extra money to the Gallup Corporation, and they'll tell you all your 34 human strengths in order. So they'll not only say, here are your top five, but you'll be able to see your top 10. And we really live out of our top 10. And for me, I was so interested to go look at the bottom. My numbers 33 and 34 strengths, which are almost non-existent in me. And my, my bottom one is deliberative. This is the ability to slow way down and scout ahead for danger and really think things through. And when I saw that, I realized I have to partner with people who have that strength because I don't have it. And it's such a body of Christ kind of an image. I need you and your strengths and you need me and my strengths. There's none of us that are complete on our own. The, the I doesn't need to say to the arm, you're not a part of the body. We all need each other. And I think the Clifton Strengths Assessment just illustrates that so well, even though they don't directly talk about Jesus in the book that they wrote. Okay, the third career assessment that I really want everyone to take um, is that Clifton Strengths Assessment or Strong Interest Inventory. Uh, I'm sorry, Clifton Strengths Assessment, formerly called Strengths Finder 2.0. And then before we leave today, I hope you're going to ask me about. One more little fun one that's not required, which is fun to throw in for free. Yeah, definitely. Along the lines of, you know, your faith and our faith as Christians, like, how do you see the gospel, the call to Christians intersecting with our careers and the practical part of work life? Yeah, and I, I know why you're asking me that, because here I am talking about how God has woven our strengths and our talents and our interests and our personality types. So we're really well suited to some kind of work on this earth. And what does that have to do with the gospel? Well, 
if you think there is a God who loves us, who is crazy about us, who is excited to actually weave us together in our mother's womb, who hopes, is watching us grow in the womb and be born and grow up, just hoping that we would partner with him to do great, loving, helpful things on the earth. Of course, he's interested in what we do for jobs. Of course, he's interested in where we go in our cars in the morning and spend most of our days. And uh, when we look at the gospel of Jesus Christ being that God so wanted to partner with us and do exciting, fun, loving things on this earth, but partly because of decisions that we made ourselves and partly because of bad things people did to us that were traumatic, we've got all this mental stuff. We've got all this stuff that prevents us from being able to partner with God. Sometimes it's just that somebody gave us a erroneous idea of who he is. Somebody told us that he doesn't like us or he's mad at us or he just is he's angry at us all the time. Whatever it is that's blocking us from a joyful partnership with God to do great good with great love on the earth, somewhere God had to solve the problem. And so he said, I know what I'll do. I'll put on human flesh and I will die on a cross to break the curse that's on this earth, that's on these people. And if they will just say, I'll part, I'll, I'll say yes to that. I'll have that apply to my brain and my heart and my life. Whatever you want to wash away in me, you can do it by the power of the cross and the blood of Jesus poured out on Calvary. Uh, Calvary, I, I'll say yes to it. I may not understand everything about what's going on, but I'll say yes. Wash me, make me ready so that I can partner with God, with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus on this earth to use my talents, abilities, gifts, and strengths to do great work in partnership with God every day. And wow, people who do this find it to be exhilarating and fun, and they find it to be uh encouraging that they could be doing something on this earth that's really hard, but they have the God of the universe partnering with them, excited to do great good on the earth with them. And that is how I see the gospel intersecting with our plain old ordinary work life decisions. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Thank you so much for, for sharing that and bringing that up. I think you're right that God cares about what we do and he doesn't want us to be miserable in what we're doing on this earth. Like, yes, the Chris, Christian life and, you know, our faith has a huge component of of suffering, but it's it doesn't mean that the meaning of life is suffering. If anything, suffering is what pushes us forward to pursue what ultimately is our greatest purpose in life. Um, and I think suffering is just a piece of our faith as is joy and contentment and, uh, dreams and goals and all of it. So, um, I think you're right. God does care about what we do in our work, especially if we're spending eight hours a day, you know, five days a week, like that's a lot of time investment. Um, so, I mean, that, that being said, we'd love to hear your last and final bonus. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. So I said, I we as I talked last week on this podcast, and now we're talking this week on the podcast. I said, for people who want to figure out what they want to do with their lives, we want you to clarify the bullseye on the target before you take aim and shoot at anything with any kind of job training or academics or technical school training. And I talked about doing that by uh, using data, not by using guessing. So in these two podcast episodes, we've talked about three career assessments, the Myers-Briggs type indicator, strong interest inventory, strengths finder, or currently called Clifton Strengths Assessment. And for people who are wondering, where do I go to get those? My website is easy to memorize. It's debtfreecollege.us. You just go to debtfreecollege.us, and at the top, there's a little... Uh, There's a tab there that says approved consultants and you click on that and you will see my very favorite person that is certified in Myers-Briggs, certified in uh, coaching people on the Clifton Strengths Assessment, knows the strong interest inventory backwards and forwards. Her name is Cindy Matson, and I get nothing for telling you this. This is just what I've found to be uh, absolutely outstanding for people wanting to clarify career goal. And once we've got that, then we can figure out the fastest, least expensive way to get there. So uh, debtfreecollege.us has a lot of different resources for people who've got kids ages 12 to 26, people who might be applying to law school or medical school, people who need career clarification. Uh, That's the approved consultants tab. Now, last really fun little assessment, which is completely optional, but it's something that anyone can do this week. And uh, this is the Working Genius Assessment. And this is put out by uh, management guru Patrick Lencioni and his table group. And anyone can take this Working Genius Assessment at this website. It's workinggenius.com. By the way, I get nothing for telling you this. I just think this was so outstanding for me and my husband and the team of people that we work with. Essentially, there are six types of working genius. And this assessment will tell you what are your two types of working genius. Because we all have two that we're really pretty amazing at. And Jocelyn, when you hear which ones your husband has, you're going to say, oh, yeah, Uh (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. And when Matt, when you see what your wife has, you're going to say, oh, I can see how my genius of uh, ideation works really well with her genius of discernment. You can see how the. You're you're as a, you were working together as a team every day. You can see how you balance each other. Well, we all have two areas of genius. Then we all have two areas of frustration. And the areas of frustration are like you can do it in a pinch, but you don't enjoy it. You would rather not. <laughs> yeah. You itch. You don't really like doing that one. And so what? What do you do? You got to partner with people who actually have that genius. And then we've got two that are kind of in the middle. These are areas of competence. We're really, we're okay, but it's not like our genius area. That's where we're really excited and energized. And this works together so well with the Clifton Strengths Assessment. Uh, when you see those two laid out side by side, it's so interesting. So just to recap everything that we've said in these two episodes, and for anyone who didn't hear the first episode, I really encourage you to just go to the link in the show notes. 
click on that and get back to that first one because these really go together. We want to clarify the bullseye on the target by using data, three career assessments, maybe throw in this one for free for fun. And then once you kind of know where you're headed, you know, based on personality type, talents, abilities, gifts, strengths, interests, then you can plot out the fastest, least expensive way to get there. And I do that for people at my website, debtfreecollege.us. I hope your listeners will go there and sign up for my free weekly email newsletter. It always has such an interesting article and it comes out every Monday morning. And that's one of the things that you can do at debtfreecollege.us. That way I can be uh, I don't want to just be a meteor shooter shooting across your horizon, but I would love to be a friend for the journey, someone that's with you long after this podcast is over. Yeah, I, I love that. And thank you so much for just summarizing so much of what we've talked about. I know we've gone all over the place and covered so much, but before we wrap up, I just wanted to thank you for being so hopeful and so encouraging. I think it's easy to feel so lost in our careers when we're young and maybe that first job doesn't work out or our college degree doesn't line up with what we want to do next. And so I think your message and your practical steps are just real sources of, of hope and encouragement for young Christians trying to figure out so much that we have in life. I am so glad to hear you say that. And I, I love the word hope. There is real hope, even if you kind of felt like you were just going into one cul-de-sac after another, <laughs> there's really hope. But I think that the hope comes from two places. One, it comes from asking Jesus, asking the Holy Spirit to partner with you in life to find great and beautiful ways to bless the world with who you really are, your talents, abilities, gifts, strengths, personality type, interests. That's one. And then the second thing is, figure out career goal uses using data, not using guessing. And we really have covered that so well when you look at both last week's episode and this week's episode. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jeannie. It's so, it's so clear how much you care about the purpose and the people and that, you know, you have so many resources available that, you know, for the most part are free and accessible to so many people. So uh, we definitely encourage everyone who's listening to go check out Jeannie. We'll have a link to her website in our description. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to add in before we close up? I'd just like to say for people who are in their 20s, 30s, and early 40s, or you feel like you're 20 or 30, this is a great podcast to be listening to on a regular basis because it's just aimed right at who you are. And it's not just simply confined to what's happening on uh, on, on this earth and day-to-day -day life. But this podcast encourages people to lift up their eyes and see divine help that is just waiting to jump in and help. And that's what sets this podcast across, uh, apart from others. And I am so glad to have been here. Oh, thank you so much. We're so happy to, to have connected with a fellow person of faith. That's always a fun thing for us to be able to explore these topics with someone through that lens. And um, I know I'm going to be chewing on a lot of stuff that you said tonight. I feel like I, I've gotten a step closer in my career. 
Um, I could tell that my husband as well was very, very focused as well. We'll be talking about this over dinner tonight. <laughs> so thank you so much, Jeannie. Um, and for those of you listening, thank you for listening to the Every Effort podcast where we are so blessed, a little stressed, and making every effort to figure out the rest. Make sure you're making every effort to listen and be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'll see you next Tuesday.